0: You are invited as we delve into the unhinged Boy,
1: ain't now, Frank, the movie line? the grotesque, lick it, lick it.
0: and the bizarre.
1: Who calls me from out of the pit?
0: Whether you asked for it or not, this is Late Night psychorama.
1: Joe
2: <laughs> and uh, this is a podcast as I'm sure you guys have figured out at this point is and what this is? yeah that's what I think this is and uh what we're doing is finding weird little nukes and crannies of old exploitation horror movies mainly from the 70s and uh, talking about them like insufferable insuff- horrible <laughs> fucking <laughs> nerds that we are <laughs> And, uh, rather than just doing this, like, lonely as we should be, we decided to post this on the internet, where (laughs) we can probably be bullied continuously by others.
1: So, uh... That's what the internet is for. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, tonight we'll be talking about, uh, two great movies from the 70s, Messiah of Evil and the Spanish shocker Who Can Kill a Child, which is a, uh... Pretty wild movie, I would say.
0: Which one do you want to talk about
2: first? I'd say Messiah of Evil. i yeah. go with that. I think that's <laughs> the weaker of the two. So we just start with that, and then we go into Who Can Kill a Child. Because I think all three of us pretty much love Who Can Kill a
1: Child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine film.
1: <laughs>
2: I think it's more than fine. I really, yeah.
1: It's definitely something. De- definitely something that has stuck with me ever since the first time I saw it. A All movie right. that you would not think would bear, for, you know, repeat viewings, and yet yeah, I like keep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the first time I watched it since uh, at least like five or six years, and uh,
0: yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. but um, right. well, let's talk about the shittier of the movies.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as calling Messiah of Evil shitty. I, I really, 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 really dug yeah. Messiah of Evil. Oh. Joe, why don't you? Why don't you tell us what <laughs> Messiah of Evil is about? Just give us the plot rundown.
1: The, the quick synopsis, the, the video... The, the suggestion boss. of a plot that Messiah <laughs> of Evil goes by is a woman goes looking for her father uh, for reasons that I don't recall if they are ever even made clear, but she begins to realize that something is seriously amiss and some other folks that she meets in a motel room also start to get the idea that something is amiss in the town. It's very, well, somewhat reminiscent in ways of, uh, shadow over ends mouth. If you've ever read the, the, the short story by H P Lovecraft, um, the town is full of people that are, uh, seemingly less than human for reasons that we
0: will discuss in a minute. And and I, just, well, I just wanted to add that, like, these movies are pretty old, so uh, we're not going to really beat around, I guess, the bush too much. Like, we're going to spoil the crap out of them, I feel.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. This so, is definitely going to be a discussion about the movies, yeah. less than a review, and then... So one. if you haven't
0: seen these movies, uh, if you cared, uh, go watch them. And if you don't care, then by all means... Yeah, case, yeah, T-
2: to give everybody a heads up... um We're not, yeah, we're pretty much going to be digging deep and finding like more forgotten, overlooked, or Mm. neglected, or obscure movies. Some might be obvious to some people, but might be more, you know, out there further left field to others. So we're not going to talk about Evil Dead or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, something that like has been. Dissected and mm-hmm. analyzed, talked about, praised, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, millions and millions of times on the internet. This is going to be something. We're know. looking for
0: the B sides. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. That's so we way. can overanalyze these movies that most yeah, probably for, for, forgot.
2: Yeah, I mean, seen. like, the, the way you can just listen to three fucking dorks <laughs> just talk about something that you're never going to have a conversation with, with a real person. You know, it's just like. You, know, you get it out of your system with us.
0: Yeah. So back to Messiah of Evil. Uh, All
2: right. So just get this right off the bat. Out of the three of us, I'm the only one that's really liked Messiah of Evil. I'm just going to
0: – Yeah, like I mean there's right definitely there. some redeeming qualities to the movie. Um, there's some scenes that I thought made up. but like I think it really starts picking up at some point. And uh but yeah, like I mean the first like two thirds were, were like kinda tough for me to get through. Okay. So uh some cool stuff, but at the same time it was just like laughably just poorly done in my opinion. Yeah.
2: <sighs> um, I like how Joe brought up the Shadow over Insmith, which is like a great example and like one thing that's like great about Messiah of Evil is the fact that it feels very lovecraftian and which that doesn't really mean anything nowadays cuz we live in the day of like fucking cthulhu plush toys and lovecraft video games and board games but back in you know the early 70s there wasn't too many lovecraftian movies and even like the adaptations mm-hmm. like uh die monster die was a uh, was um what color out of space mm-hmm. and um even the dumb witch horror had like a title uh, a movie with the title those movies didn't feel Lovecraftian at all, or, like, they kind of, like, played with it. Right. This movie, while it's, like, a completely new idea, feels very Lovecraft. Like, you can definitely tell, like, that was something kind of, like, jumping around the line
1: over then. Yeah, the only thing, really, that's missing from it that would have made it uh, thoroughly Lovecraftian is if we had gotten to some point where we actually meet the Dark Stranger which I suppose
0: we sort of do via a flashback. <laughs> like a, a flashback that almost accomplished nothing. Like I felt. <laughs> um, all
2: right. First of all, this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about why I loved Messiah of Evil real quick. And then I'm going to give you some, like, little background to why maybe you feel the way you do. And first of all, to me, like, Messiah of Evil. I have all right to be fair I have a soft spot I watched this movie in middle school I rented it one day um on some sad friendless Tuesday afternoon watched it uh and at first I didn't like it because it was too slow and you know I'm like fucking twelve and expecting like Dawn of the Dead because I thought it was a zombie movie like a you know a real you know George Romero Lucio falci kind of sloppy nasty not sloppy but uh just like a gruesome horror fest and i got this kind of weird dreamy, kind of surreal uh
1: because it's, it's like that a f- fever dream yeah yeah it's
2: definitely and, and that definitely like that's pretty much yeah like a, a hippie weird bad acid trip you know come down right and
1: come down being the most important part of that description
2: (laughs) well i mean like there's there's lots of great stuff like there's like um an opening the very opening sequence is this like quick bava like murder scene which is kind of funny because it's like the most tightly edited
0: sequence at yeah. the bunch. I actually didn't like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then and then you get the cool, you know, title sequence. The, yeah,
0: the title card comes up like right when.
2: And yeah, the movie does feel amateurish, and but that kind of gives it that more drive-in right. feel.
0: But it's it sometimes is a bit over the top, like uh, uh, the dialogue kind of not making a whole lot of sense and just kind of not really. It's just the flow of the movie, at least in the beginning was just kind of it just it didn't flow well at all it, and so it's oh. very slow to get going the and the uh, editing's kind of like weird and clunky
2: to the point where yeah it feels like you're watching two separate conversations kind of
1: right right, and, and i think the editing just, is part of what does it because i don't normally have a problem with movies that are slow burns but because this one starts off very choppy when the editing department and in the pacing, it, it makes it yeah, a bit yeah. rough to stick with. But once you get to a certain point, then it's kind of... It's like it finds its groove and sort of levels out. That doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense, actually.
2: And, and it definitely finds its groove like at the halfway point, mm-hmm. where it kind of knows what it's doing.
0: Right. It never really kind of settles
2: what it wants to do, I don't right. think.
0: When I first was watching this movie, I kind of thought... I didn't really know anything about it, so... Um, I'm, that's usually the case when I'm watching a movie and, uh, it's, uh, I thought it was just going to be some like weird, like cultish movie. Yeah. And so, especially being set up with the, the, the main, like w- the main guy and the girls and, and then, uh, the, the dead people kind of come, the undead or whatever kind of. Yeah. They never really explain. Are they, yeah. are
2: they, are they kind of brainwashed people? I almost or felt they like
0: they just were like, you know what this movie needs? Dead people. And then they're like, yeah, oh, that's what we could call it. That but, post yeah. Night of the Living Dead, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, the alternate well, title is Dead People.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, well, the, well, the thing was, this movie when they were making it, um, originally when they were casting and getting it together, it was called Blood Virgin, and then they're like, that's kind of uh, dumb, yeah, and then
1: <laughs> uh, they, they
2: decided <laughs> to call it The Second Coming, and none of the actor, nobody came to <laughs> cast it, and they're like, oh well, that sounds like a porno film. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as as we'll get into a little later, the movie was taken away from the people who made it, and the original investors got it, and they recut it, rescored it, and released it. And somewhere, nobody knows who, came up with the title, Messiah of Evil. And the director eventually, when he found out that that was the title, was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's the better title that we ever came. But right. yeah, Dead People was was another one. I think that was like the one they were going to settle on. There might have been another
1: uh, title or two. Yes, actually – uh Return of the Living Dead was oh, okay. a title at one point. Uh, you
2: you know was it I remember reading something Return of the Screaming Dead was another one that they were I could be wrong though Possibly. But, that's coming.
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah the movie's like a very like eerie kind of fever dream it it, it has a weird tone to it mm. that just it's like Alice in Wonderland yeah. as written by Lovecraft translated mm-hmm. by drive vi- 70s yeah. exploitation movie.
0: Everything about this movie just screams like early 70s too.
2: Well, that's like, one of the, one big thing I really really like about it is like the all the locales are yeah. very 70s. You got like yeah. that 70s supermarket. You have the 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 70s movie
0: theater. Yeah.
2: And the movie theater has the best sequence of the movie, I think.
0: Yeah, that's actually my favorite part.
2: Which is very reminiscent of Hitchcock's The Birds. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like if The Birds and Night of the Living Dead had a baby. And also lasted
0: 20 minutes. (laughs) It's fine, because... No, 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 it's (laughs) fine. It's a little much
2: at a certain (laughs) point. I think that set piece taking its time like that is... is, If you do want
0: to talk about that scene, it's like... The the scene itself with basically the girls in the movie theater and and uh, the, the undead people just start slowly filling the theater behind her. And um, but if that was just that and then they showed bits and pieces of the movie on the th- and that was playing in the, th- in the theater, I think that would be fine. But they literally show like 20 minutes of the other movie, maybe not literally, but but like something like 10 minutes of the other movie. The, the company
2: that got a hold of the movie, that was a movie that they had that they hadn't released yet. and they didn't know what to do with it. So they are trying to get as much of that movie as they could. like.
1: If I know. had a Western with Sammy Davis Jr. and James Caan, I'm not sure if I would know quite what to do.
2: Well, yeah, but they're uh, like we got to get something out of it. So they figured, you yeah. know, let's just
0: throw three minutes of it in Messiah of Evil. And- yeah. yeah, what's funny about that is that uh, – when- we all know that uh, the, the movie's called uh, Gone with the West. Yes. That's yeah, playing yeah. In the in the theater. And uh funny thing about that is that the release date is actually two years after the yeah, release date yeah, of the, the set. Eventually of the
2: the re- but, but when she walks into the movie theater on the marquee, it says, Kiss Tomorrow Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Which is a funny little, you know. Right.
0: Yeah, a little, like, wink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: mm-hmm. incidentally, the lady at the ticket window is Gloria Katz, who. <laughs> was involved I, in the writing and direction of no, the movie.
2: Well, you, you, the the other the other really cool thing is um that opening sequence we brought up. The guy who gets his throat slashed is Walter Hill in a in an <laughs> uncredited
1: cameo who eventually goes on to direct The Warriors, which by the way, in that sequence, does anyone else find it weird that he's clearly running for his life when we see him? And then some strange person, this girl, opens a door and just stares at him. Yeah. And he just goes in, no questions asked, even though the implication from the rest of the movie is that he's clearly running because there's bad things happening. Yeah, but he may recognize Mm -hmm. her. He might be from
2: the same town.
1: Mm -hmm. It might be a yeah. neighbor,
2: you know, because like she rubs uh, her her hand across his face. And he's... Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it's entirely possible, especially since there's no sound, mm-hmm. there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they yeah. didn't have enough. The more Messiah of
2: Evil was not them. built for this kind of scrutiny. <laughs> That's what that, I'm that, trying that. to
0: say. <laughs> well, it's well that that combined with the the blurry hallway shot, which I think you guys liked, and um and the the opening dialogue at the gas station, just like I was just like, oh this movie is retarded and like it was just and um but, and it's just uh it, 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 the dialogue there is, is just very weird yeah there's a lot of odd choices a lot of things that just don't make sense and i i, I agree with that like it's it's just just take it for what it is
2: it, it definitely has a a film school quality to it but I, I like that i like that diy kind of like duct tape super glue maybe Bubble gum in this movie's yeah. fucking budget, yeah. But uh, it, I think that actually adds to. I think if this movie had like more polish to yeah. it,
0: no, it wouldn't be as surreal. No, it would it would completely lose its charm for me. You know, like any charm that I think it has, and uh, <laughs> so you didn't dig this one at all. Like I said, it picks up like halfway through. I really dig that movie theater scene ruined by for whatever reason showing half of the other movie that was playing, but. Um, but the beginning was really rough, like really rough for me to get through. Uh, I mean, even the albino, uh, the black guy, uh, (laughs) shows up in the beginning. I mean, that was enough to kind of like pull me in and be like, what's all this about? The, um, the scene where he eats rats. Yeah.
2: All right. There's a scene where he picks up the the one girl. She's
0: trying to, she's one of the groupies of the the,
2: the main, like, the the main guy,
0: kind of, I guess, or like, I mean, he's not, but it seemed that way. Uh, there, all right, Michael
2: Greer plays a guy who shows up to this town, and he says he's he he collects lost legends. He likes to like go and find towns with weird stories. Right. I guess they needed to write him in somehow.
0: This town's called what? What is it? Uh, Cape Point Dune, Dune or something? something yeah, Dune, I
2: already forget. Point Dune. Yeah, yeah it probably Point sounds Dune, better. Yeah. And. Um, and so he's very, very interested in this. He gets Elijah Cook Jr. drunk. And- Far
1: more interested in that than the two women that he's with that seem to be craving his attention.
2: Yeah,
0: I them. don't know. I, 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 I couldn't understand why, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah got like one of the girls is like a Eurasian type girl, and the other is uh, is like kind 16. of like jail baiting, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: and then you have the main character.
2: Well, anyway, uh, th- there's the. The one girl, his main groupie, gets gets tired of him, decides to split, and while she's, she's hitchhiking, she she gets a ride with this albino uh, mm-hmm. albino
1: guy, and who we see in the open or not the opening sequence, no, but the next sequence of the movie in the first ten minutes right. or so.
0: And it's an albino African American. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a very utter,
2: distinctive yeah. look. He's very interesting, but um. He's 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 kind of out there. Right. Uh he enjoys eating rats. Right. He's very talkative. He's not like any of the other undead characters. Do you like Wagner? Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a very strong theory that he's just like that. He has no idea that the other members of the town are under the influence of some kind of weird crazy, you know, <laughs> curse. Right. He just decides that everybody just decides to eat raw meat like he does, and acts very strange, and so he just picks up people and drives them from one end to the other. When in
0: Rome. Well, I I kind of thought, I, I was a little confused by that, because uh, in the beginning when uh, the gas uh, attendant finds all the people with their throats sliced open in the back of his truck. I wasn't sure was he killing them knowing that they were going to come back or or, yeah, 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 or was uh... he just driving the undead people around taking them to tea parties and whatever. Well like, no, well they all hang out at <laughs> They all hang out on the beach. That's a uh, um yeah, but I just didn't know what his role was. Like, I, th- I like what was the purpose maybe, of having the yeah, dead people? Yeah, because I don't think he track. was dead. Yeah, maybe you know?
2: he was. Maybe he was, like, their Renfield. Right.
0: No, yeah, he was just, yeah. Like, it's which, just another plot hole. Why, yeah, I mean, why yeah, not yeah, add another? Which would right.
1: actually explain why he's so cheerful and talkative. Yeah, yeah and why the other one of is not. And idea. why he
2: eats rats. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is, that is kind but of anyway, weird, the, But anyway,
2: yeah. the movie has great set design. Uh, she goes to her father's house.
0: Just plastered with pop art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a painter. They're, it's beautiful. The suspended bed. But
2: they—he's got people drawn all over
1: the place.
0: And escalators. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I do have to say that every time that s- a scene came up where the escalators were shown, I did just it, w- it fooled me. Like I yeah. thought it was like a setup. What? Like why? Why is she in the second well, floor of a well, mall? The neat—the neat thing about it
2: was. It was supposed to add to the paranoid. That's what I think. The paranoid vibe that mm-hmm. all the people painted on the walls watching right. constantly, and the people who wrote this also wrote Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They also did Howard the Duck, but that's a, that's a story for it's another time. Graffiti. Yeah. Some serious, oh yeah. Like that, Lucas. Yeah, they they were buddies with Lucas, I'd imagine. Right. Um, and when they wrote Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They actually referred back to Messiah of Evil uh, for a scene when one of the the villains is kind of, like, hiding camouflage behind the the wall that right. is all, you know, weird and arty and yeah, popping out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, so I guess they got something yeah. out of Messiah of Evil. Yeah, they're like, no career. one's going to see this movie. Yeah. Let's just steal this part from it. Well, the thing, what happens with Messiah of Evil is... When they were making it, or in post-production, I should say, um, the the people, one of the group of producers, there was the original investors and the producers. When I got, the producers got the budget of the, uh, for the movie, and they skimmed fifteen thousand dollars off to re-roof their houses. Oh. So the movie was already under budget from the get-go. And then when they're in post-production, the original investors sued and they got all the footage, the work print and all the outtakes, and they re-edited the movie themselves. So the director, the writer, not only were they under the gun because the movie was already like didn't have its budget when they went, when they made it, they didn't get to edit it or anything. And that's why some of the plot points are kind of unresolved the dialogue
0: is like two different conversations occurring in two different galaxies yeah
2: and just just stuff that never even shows up that was set up that never pays off later right and um one thing that they never got to shoot was at the end we were supposed to see a very spectacular Mm. beach scene after uh the main guy tom drowns she's picked up Taken to the beach and like, she even goes over this with her, you know, narrative, but we just see a shot of her kind of standing there. Right. There was supposed to be like a very grandiose kind of Lovecraft beach ritual scene. Okay. And that makes sense. They never yeah. they never got to film it.
0: Yeah, instead I guess they just ended with like a they just go back to the beginning and just yes, do that kind yeah. of like what is that like a mirrored kind of ending?
1: From from what I read, um, It was also supposed to lead into the Tom character in some way, shape, or form having something to do with the dark stranger that is brought up, and I think in the flashback scene, which is the only tenuous um, lifeline we have to that, I believe that it's, I. Th- uh, I could be wrong, but I think that that's him playing the character, and he's just heavily shadowed. You're You're right. It is okay. Um, but as you said, uh, the the editing, right ended up taking that out, and as you as you said, it doesn't pay off later. Yeah,
0: when that flashback came, I was just kind of... It, it was in the last like, what, 20, it, 30 it, minutes of the movie or it something? Feels it was just like
1: totally like
2: an afterthought. Yeah, They're yeah.
0: like, oh, we need... Like, why is this crammed in this here? This fucking
2: thing needs to start making sense. Let's just start just yeah. throwing shit at the screen. Right.
0: Until, yeah. And it didn't, really, but... Yeah. Keep on going.
2: <laughs> but, um... Yeah, the movie just kind of ends. How does she even end up in the mental institution? We
0: don't uh, know. She swam away and swam. Well, to its- I
2: mean, th- this may be a total cop-out, but uh, maybe the whole movie, she uh, she's a crazy person and it's all in her head. I mean. It, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, you could. I mean, why not? I mean, a, a crazy person story would have about the same amount of plot holes as a Messiah of Evil, I'd say. Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in their mind, it
1: probably has an even more concrete structure because I think uh, people that have those tend to have airtight logics, even if it doesn't make sense to us. They have a rhyme or reason for why things are a certain way. Well,
2: her point of view this this is why the the whole intended if it is true if was intended that he was going to be the new incarnation of the dark stranger character um he never seems weird the whole movie you know he seems kind of like like of able
1: sound right. mind and In fact, he's really the only one in the movie who seems of able once out Yeah, which is kind of sucks, because he just
0: seems like such a douchebag character. Right. Well, isn't is he the only one who doesn't eventually kind of, besides the cop that runs away, that doesn't really, like, turn?
2: Yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, she, however, starts going weird. She gets yeah. the, the, the bleeding eyes. Yeah. Which Instead very, of an
0: instant, like, transformation It like, lasts days or she something.
2: She has that great scene where she... She throws up and and it's all bugs and a lizard and a random lizard. Yeah, Yeah. a random lizard. I guess something had to eat the bugs. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a terrific scene. I, all right. I know, like, everybody's kind of beaten up on Messiah of Evil, but Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. It has, it has a legit atmosphere that is, holds on from scene one Mm -hmm. to the end that despite it's, right. you know, nature, the, it, it's problems, it's kind of slight film school kid Yeah. pretentiousness.
0: It, it works. It, uh, I don't know, it, like I said, it has its redeeming qualities. Um, like, first starting off with it, I was like, oh boy, but it did get a lot better, but, I mean, I've seen worse movies, and and, and the fact that this one actually has some redeeming quality, especially towards the second half, like... I mean that makes it kind of you know worth it you know. Joe, would you recommend Messiah of Evil? I would first ask
1: the person uh, what their taste that, in movies that makes sense. Mm-hmm. is because if you're a person who likes slow burn movies, in particular, if you're into say like old like 70s TV movies, then you would probably enjoy Messiah of Evil in spite of its of its flaws. And it does have some stuff that is really cool. Um, the theater scene, as we said, if they had just chopped down some of the movie within the movie that they were insistent on showing way too much of. Um, the supermarket scene, which I don't think we've talked about yet, uh, I think we really should because the
2: supermarket scene reminded me of George Romero a lot, yeah, and yes. not in the sense of of subject, but more in the it sense it
1: looks like it, a Romero. It
2: scene has like, that weird kinetic en- yeah. like editing that something from mm-hmm. Martin or the crazy. Right. his like early seventies,
0: early mid seventies yeah. movies. It's a very like lo-fi type scene and like kind of when I saw that I was kind of like someone was like hey we got like a supermarket for one night yeah Let's do something cool yeah. on it. and they
2: and they it had that kind of that Romero filming style where he he shoots from a lots of different angles and edits it in this very energetic style where it's not like master shot one shot two shot right it's you know up and down and all around
1: right. and you 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 use every angle.
0: It's a chaotic scene.
1: For yeah, sure. yeah. And, and it works. And especially with the idea that they're sitting there raiding... The meat section. The, the meat island <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the supermarket and kind of mindlessly just tearing into it. Yeah, whatever. very very yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Right, it, it looks yeah. very much like something out of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. It's
0: kind of an interesting... Yeah, it's like basically if it's dead and made of meat, they're going to eat it. Because like, e- that even ha- as they get shot... I mean, you can't kill the undead in this well, movie. But they have to burn them. Elijah Cook Jr. tells you you have to burn them. Well, the, a couple of people got shot in the head and uh, of the undead. And then they just started getting gobbled up by the other undead.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, they're very inconsistent with right. the rules. Right, yeah. You know uh, who I would recommend this movie to? If you're down with Italian horror movies where plot is secondary and like you can kind of just like gloss over the
1: fact that the nuts and like there's no rules you know it's kind of like there's no rules but italian movies tend to have a lot of you know slam bang stuff going on this doesn't really have yeah you're you're absolutely right it's it's like you said more
2: low um low key like a like a tv movie which is a a great example but it has that Italian movie where it's like mood and atmosphere take front seat by far mm. and reason logic <laughs> plot right. and if you're you know a total cunt, um, talent right in the back
1: well <laughs> as you said I mean it had it had a production um Snafu, there was issues and the editing was not done quite to what the people who made. Even, it even the shooting wasn't done were. So and some of that can be forgiven because, you know, when that happens you're you're going to end up with something that's probably not going to be totally coherent. I am uh I'm very forgiving
2: because, like I said, the atmosphere of this movie is very one-of-a-kind. I mean, there are other movies that are, you know, surreal and dreamy and weird, but they not the same flavor of, you know, dreamy, surreal ice cream.
1: Yeah, it does have something that I can't quite put my finger on that I feel like kind of only exists in it. I don't really know, even with similar... Types of movies, especially movies from that era in the 70s, that, you know, a lot of them are have that sleepy, slow burn, um, haziness going on. But this one, there's something in it that's kind of unique to it.
2: Could you say this is like the, uh, the West Coast, um,
1: let's scare Jessica to death? I could see where you could kind of make that argument though i would not hold messiah of evil up to let's scare jessica to death because i think let's scare jessica to death is a far superior movie i i,
2: I would i would i would actually I'd hold them up equally. I mean, they're, they're they're. I would like if I if I would I would make a double feature of both because I think they complement each other well and they're
1: both uh, they, and- they they do complement each other, but I think if you're going to make comparisons, I, I I think it's sort of unfair to Messiah of Evil because I think that Let's Scare Jessica to Death is more well put together. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think Let's Scare Jessica to Death had the same problems.
1: Going it probably on. didn't, but. I'm sure we'll get around to that one on another episode yeah, somewhere oh, yeah, down I'm the sure. line.
2: Yeah. I really like uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, but it's... Yeah, it's another dreamy, ethereal, you know...
0: It's kind of surreal-type movie.
2: Yeah, well, it, it all is in the point of view... It, like Messiah of Evil, it's in the point of view of a of a lady, but the lady in Let's Scare Jessica to Death it has just been um, released from a mental institution. Okay. So it's it has that, you know, Jim Thompson, unreliable narrator. Like, right. is this a, Is this a crazy person, a paranoid crazy person, very delusional, or is there really something wicked, you know, lurking in the shadows?
1: Speaking of crazy people, why is Elijah Cook always a crazy person in almost every movie that he appears in?
2: Maybe Humphrey Bogart and the Maltese Falcon really, really scared him to the point Dude. where he just couldn't collect himself. <laughs> Let's see. It's this uh, Electric Glide in Blue, Salem's Lot, yep. House on Hornet Hill.
1: House on Haunted Hill.
2: I am. We're, we're probably forgetting a few. Is he crazy in Black I can't remember. I haven't seen Black in so many years, but I remember him. I'm a minute.
0: pretty sure he is. You know, I saw the, what he that he was in the killing, and I really do like the killing. But I can't remember what character he had. It's been in that. it's been years since yeah. I've seen the killing. For some reason, I want to think someone in like the accounting office of the horse track or something. But
2: no, I think he has a part. I'm trying. To re- I yeah. I remember William Holden. Um. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's the only like not to rewatch it to see. Oh, wait, no, it's not William Holden in the fucking. Uh... In The Killing, I'm going nuts. What's the name of the lead in The Killing? He's in The Godfather. He's in Dr. Strangelove. Joe, come on. He's, he, oh, he's th- Colonel Ripper and yeah, Doctor Strangelove. He gets shot in the um, throat in The Godfather.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to
2: I, I, Sterling Hayden. Sterling uh, Hayden. Yes. Uh, Asphalt Jungle. Okay. I said William Holden. Mm-hmm. And if anybody ever listens to this, is probably some fucking nutsoid <laughs> film geek who is like ready to
0: like. <laughs> he's it's getting like, his fingers ready. his eyelids. Like, it's not William Holden. <laughs> <laughs> Just cracked his knuckles. Yeah.
2: You got it wrong. You guys want to talk about movies on the internet and think William Holden's in The Killing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but to bring back the the Lovecraftian point, and, and again, also something specifically to Shadow over Innsmouth, his character in the movie has the same basic function as... Zadok Allen does in Shadow over Innsmouth where he's this elderly senior citizen of the of the town who seems to be older than everyone else in the town and has a severe drinking problem <laughs> that leads him to try to warn people about the things that go on in the town which makes you wonder why they ever let him live for so long but through him we get um the words of wisdom about uh burning people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. yes he says he says you have to burn your daddy. Yes. Or whatever yeah. the line is, something well, like that. Well yeah. I mean
2: he's there, you know, for blatant expository reasons, you know, like right. uh he, he fills in that the That aren't archetypal. really that
1: blatant because when he's talking to them in the motel room, he doesn't really say all that much that's helpful. He just kind of paints a picture for you. And they're like, That's "That's enough. That's enough. How much how much I mean, like how much more do you need? I guess if that's how you wanna view it. I couldn't tell if you're looking up
2: Sterling Hayden or (laughs) Elisha Cook Jr. there.
1: No, I was looking up elijah cook because i wanted to see what else we might have been missing with him being a crazy person
2: i mean we mentioned all the great movies well no no i'm not, i'm probably wrong there's probably a few more i'm sure that like i'm once we're done recording I'm like oh i got it how did i forget that
1: but dead of night is he crazy in that i don't remember
2: Is that the Arthur Penn one from the late 80s with uh, Roddy McDowell?
1: No, it's from the 70s.
2: Or is that Dead of Winter, I'm thinking?
1: I think you're thinking of Dead of Winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. All
0: right. So let's get back to Messiah, I guess. Anything else you guys want to add about that movie? Do you want to move on to the next movie?
2: I I like it. I enjoy it. I think that if you're at the point where you're digging around the bottom for you know you you you've seen you know you think you've seen everything and you haven't seen this one give it a shot you'll enjoy it if you like if you like ambiance over you know horror and shock
0: mm-hmm.
2: messiah of evil is is a film for you i i'd give it i i recommend it i like it okay cool i got a little bit of nostalgia for it but regardless I, I enjoy it
1: the uh, one thing i just want to bring up real fast that has to do with the dialogue and the the editing uh, the the zipper scene where 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 he's having a, a problem uh, with the zipper uh, on his vest that. and utters the the immortal line you don't just unzip a man and say goodnight
0: we should we should talk about <laughs> Yeah, that was really yeah. We should talk scene. about
2: Michael Greer. That was the lead who played Tom. Yeah. And uh he is the one of the very first openly gay men in Hollywood. Oh really. And he was in a movie called The Gay Deceivers, which is a uh a, a, a late sixties comedy about two men trying to dodge the draft by pretending they're gay. And uh, what they do is they, they move into a gay apartment building. They try to keep a, a, a relationship with women, but still try to have to fool these two guys watching them, these two army men watching them, that they're really gay and they cannot be enlisted in the military. But what it turns out at the end was the two guys watching them were actually gay and they didn't want to enlist them. Because they don't want straight guys in the army. They they just want gay men, I guess, for whatever. I, I never saw I just read the Interesting. quick synopsis on Wikipedia. Yeah, that sounds kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, the gay yeah. deceivers.
1: Oh, uh, one more thing just to bring up, because I like bringing up points about things that seem completely stupid and random. But when he goes looking for... I forget, what was the character's name? The younger girl? Oh,
2: yeah. Whose, yeah. whose the-
1: real name is inexplicably Joy Bang. Oh, so wow, that. they should have just named their character that. That's why yeah. she seemed like. Um, yeah, I
0: guess that's her stage name or something. Which,
1: which, which actually, the moment that he realizes that there might be a problem there is actually one of the best scenes of acting in the movie because he realizes at one point, oh, wait. Because he sent her to the movie, and his reaction when he realizes, oh no, like, she might be in trouble is actually, like, I think his reaction is very natural in stark contrast to everything else Yeah, in, he, he. in, in the movie. But, but the thing that cracks me up is that when he goes to find her, like, he sees the car, he gets in the car, closes the skyroof... And then goes about his business. Like, why, if you think your friend is in danger, are you stopping to <laughs> close the skyroof?
2: It's just, uh... I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. <either.
0: laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just swinging. No I'm really swinging that. for Messiah of Evil here. and no. like, It's... Yeah. Yeah, you guys like that. Uh, I mean, I really, I kind of didn't like it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I think there's better stuff out there to watch. I mean, all right, uh, it's there's got to be one negative guy, in, but it's I would recommend it if you watch the beginning, skipped until the theater, watch that at one and a half speed, and then just watch all the undead <laughs> scenes. Or what you could do is you could get all the best sound bites
1: from it if you just go out and buy the Blueprints for Madness album by the band Deceased. Because there's a bunch of samples from the movie that run throughout that album and they actually I, I think work more effectively in the realm of the creating atmosphere for that album than they do the movie. Hmm. You're wrong, it's
2: good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, you know it's funny. Uh, deceased Fearless Undead machines. On in the liner notes, they bring up a bunch of you know undead style movies that like you know thanking for influence. And Messiah mm-hmm. of Evil is like one of the ones mentioned. But um, another thing that should be mentioned: the the bleeding eyes, very reminiscent of uh, Full Cheese Gates of Hell. Right. Yeah. Which. Uh,
1: which may might be something that he borrowed i wouldn't be surprised fulci Maybe. actually seemed to uh have seen a lot of movies that you you would think would have just like nobody would have seen but cuz in his movies i i think there's quite a few things that pop up that you can relate to back to something yeah. that was done before well he picked up a uh, gianetti de rossi
2: uh his special effects guy because he was very impressed of his work in Let Sleeping Corpses Lie which is, you know I don't know how popular that movie was in Europe when it was released. It was I mean like it's a it's a it's a minor cult,
1: you know, item now. Was it a hit? Was, was I I I think if I remember from reading however long ago it was, I think it did okay, but it, it wasn't anything well to write home about. In, it came out here as Don't Open the Window in like a
2: massively right, some edited reason. version. Mm-hmm. Because it was released by the same people who did Last House on the Left and every movie they released they used the same uh, ad campaign, the just keep repeating, it's only a movie, it's only right. a movie, it's only a movie. And if you watch the Don't Open the Window trailer, they... They
0: use the that same thing. Then who who changed it to the the title? I guess we all um, know.
2: Living Dead. Let Sleeping World. Corpses Lie has like a bunch of titles. I think Living that's, Dead at Manchester. I think World. World. That's that's what I had, kind of know it. Of. Yeah, I think most people do. Yeah. I just know it because the very first time I saw it on Anchor Bay VHS years and years and years ago, it was Let Sleeping Corpses Corpse, Corpse, Lie,
1: and that's right. um, and that's another movie that I'm sure we will talk about in depth. I, I hope so yeah. because
2: that's a that's a wonderful.
1: Underrated movie. That's probably... Drastically underrated.
2: The one thing that I kind of wish Messiah of Evil were with the shock scenes that would have made them a bit more effective is if they've armed some of the the living dead people. Like, if they gave them, like, a few, like... not Nothing, like, massive, like a machete, but, like, little knives... Yeah. ...to just make it a bit more, like... You know, imagine one of the, the, the crazy undead old ladies with a pair of scissors or yeah. something like that. You know, it would have been more... <laughs> Okay, like I'm a bit more on edge as opposed to them just like kind of crowding you and biting.
1: These. Or what, what might have been really cool is if the uh, the paintings, like on like the wall murals, like with all like the different scenery, would confuse them. Like how it kind of confuses her dad because he gets lit on fire after he rubs the paint and the turpentine on himself. Yeah. And then he goes running for her and she sets him on fire. Yes. And it
0: looks like he's running
1: for the escalator and then the realizes painted escalator, yes. that it's not real <laughs> yeah. and then just lays down and dies.
0: Yeah. No, that that was a missed opportunity for a hilarious scene. I don't think they're going <laughs> for that. I know, but yeah, I would have been amused. Um, could have only helped. No, they could have they could have done more with that room. That would have been cool. I, mean, I uh, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I, I know you like that room a
2: lot. I, lo- I like the whole movie. Okay. I lo- I love that set design of that whole movie. Well, you know what's really interesting I meant to bring up? Um, the lady uh, who painted that room went on to work with Terrence Malick. And she did the painting that Warren Oates is painting, the billboard that Warren Oates is painting in Badlands. Really?
1: Yes. So she was – Probably the most talented person involved I mean, those were in n- this movie. During ne- well, the, I mean the 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 yeah, they definitely not the, the writers went fingers. on to do
2: Howard the Duck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So which ended the uh, the one guy's career.
2: <laughs> and they wrote uh, in the Adventures in and Temple of Doom the yeah. weakest of the original three.
1: Yeah, you know, even though it's it's the weakest of the original three, all like the Kali Temple stuff is pretty fun. <laughs> I
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. It's, just, it's like Messiah Evil. It looks great, yeah.
0: you know? And it's just... Uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately I pay attention to it. <laughs> unfortunately, the actual writing is what sucks, but yeah. Um.
1: It,
2: it's, it's a fine movie.
1: It's a
0: fine, <laughs> creepy movie. Yeah.
1: Anything else that we can say about Messiah of Evil that John will hate? Well, I feel like I'm forgetting great things about Messiah of Evil. Yeah,
2: don't
0: waste your time... Oh, you guys uh, are being – first, <laughs> you guys are like, it was okay. No, there are yeah. some redeeming qualities. I just uh, – yeah, well, like I said. Yeah, ultimately, one at, and a half speed.
1: at the end of, of the day, I I like it, but there's just so much that you, Those you have that, to get past. To get back to that movie theater
2: scene, there's a great part when she realizes that all the people behind her are these you know undead mm-hmm. people. And you look at the colors. For some reason, I don't know how they did it. The color on her is still like that pinkish red of the movie. Everyone else is kind of bluish. Everybody else has this blue
0: blue overcast over them. And And then like the red theater was kind of cool. Yeah, 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 that contrast No, that that, that was the best scene in the movie for sure.
2: And I love the very beginning part of that scene where she's about to watch the movie. The movie's about to start. And you see the one that's sitting all the way in the front row, his Mm. arms around the seat, and he's just kind of, like, casually looking back at her. like like, how Licking her (laughs) chops, getting ready to, you know.
0: You know what's funny? Uh, Okay, so going back to that movie theater scene, there is kind of a similarity between that scene and another scene in uh, uh, Who Can Kill a Child. And it's – so in this movie theater scene, they all slowly appear behind her to where the theater is pretty much full. And uh, Who Can Kill a Child, there's that scene where – the ladies looking off as uh, the two main characters the, drive away. The
2: lady from the other side of town. And on the cliff, yeah.
0: there's like all those children that just appear. Just swarms of them. Just kind of something happening in the background, yeah. like
2: that. Well, that one, yeah, that's that's much more like, yeah, jarring. Yeah. Well, this one is much like the scene in the birds, right? Where uh, the 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 main lady, uh, Tippy Hedren, right? That's her name from the birds, from right, the birds, Jar- yeah. 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 Um, she's sitting at the school. And, like, in the in the playground behind her, there's a few birds. Yeah. And uh, then you see a few birds, more land. Right. And then by the time she turns around, the whole fucking, like, jungle gym yeah. is covered in
0: birds. For sure. Yeah. I just saw, like, a somewhat of a, an odd connection between, like, you oh, know... Oh, yeah.
2: Those. No, no. It's a, it's a good thing. There's
0: there's a few connections. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: also worth pointing out is that uh, Mariana Hill... The previous year was in Godfather Part 2 as the drunk, obnoxious wife of of Fredo. And I'm just wondering how she could do scenes with John Cazal and not learn anything.
2: Well, no, no. This, because I think um, Messiah of Evil was shot in 71 or 72. It w- it gets a seventy. What was it? Seventy three. Oh 70- yeah. You know what?
1: You're you're right. Yeah. Actually, Dude, Godfather Part Two was seventy four.
2: Yeah, and okay. this was released later. That's why it, it sometimes has the later release date. Mm-hmm.
1: And I take that back. Yeah. So I my dates off. Uh, how she
2: she must have improved for her audition for Godfather Part Two. Okay, remember yeah. that. She's not terrible in Messiah of Evil. She's just as bad as everybody else, which is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, now the the second feature of our double feature, the very criminally- unique and criminally underrated, I believe you were about to say, yes. who can kill a child.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Joe actually watched. We well, we all, Joe watched, and I watched this movie uh, not long ago together. And you came in for like the the end there. Yeah, and, yeah.
2: Uh, um, I, I saw the, the
0: the second half with you. But. And what was just really striking about this movie is just it's done really well. It's uh, I thought it was kind of going to be a bit of a really low budget. Uh, just uh, for being a low budget movie, I thought it was going to look kind of crappy and, and very amateurish and it was actually done like extremely Messiah well. Of evil. Right. Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> All right. We're done calling <laughs> Messiah of Evil. But no, no, the shots were cool, uh the the like the the whole uh background was cool. It was great. You know. it,
2: um Joe, why don't you give us the rundown of the plot of Messiah or uh, not Messiah of Evil. Who Can Kill a Child. Really
1: and, like Messiah and, of evil. I yeah. do,
2: I do, and I'm kind of <laughs> not over
1: the, the, the pummeling it just got but <laughs> They get much of a pummeling, like, I mean, you... you Yeah, I I know. All right, the basic plot for Who Can Kill a Child is an English couple go to Spain to have a vacation, and they are bound for a particular island that is off the mainland. And there's a very, what we now know is an important scene that kind of gets ignored by the husband of the couple, when um, they go to get film for the wife's camera, and the shop owner says something in passing about the children of the island, which they just go about their merry way anyway. And they get to the island, and they find that there doesn't seem to be any signs of life on the island. And it starts to get a little weird and creepy because you're expecting that they'll eventually come across someone. They do. A child shows up, a a girl who looks like she's maybe about 11 or 12 years old. And she uh, creepily starts touching the... English woman's uh, baby bump a lot for some weird reason. I think you should mention she's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, it's I, funny about I that assume that people know what a baby bump is. Well, yeah, <laughs> but
0: I mean, just like... Well, honestly, I didn't realize she was pregnant until like that moment, I think. I was like, oh, yeah.
1: Um, But basically, what starts to happen from that point is... We start seeing more and more children popping up, and every time a random adult appears, other than the English couple, bad things happen to them, and it becomes sort of a a uh, morality play slash almost siege type um, of movie and that's the the basic outline without getting into the you know particulars of the story which we'll do in a minute but this is another movie that i feel like even though there's things about it i've seen in other places Mm. they only work the way they do in this movie that's true that's true like children of the corn doesn't have anything on this movie no
0: And there, there, yeah, there is definitely a strong connection with that movie. And even with the last movie, Messiah of Evil, I just kind of like how it's about some weird kind of sickness that, for whatever reason, unexplicably just transfers. And in this case, just among children.
2: On a, on a, in a beach town that's cut off and that's secluded. Yeah, yeah, there's very, there's similarity there. And they both have that moody, Mm -hmm. eerie atmosphere. Right. But this one, um, it, it just feels like, atmospherically, this movie feels like you're watching death take quiet, like, sunbathe. Right. Sun, like, it's just sunbathing on this fucking right. shitty island. Yes. Yeah.
1: The, the constant, um, I'm assuming it's summer since there's a lot of beach scenes and whatnot, the constant summer, uh heat that is yeah. readily apparent and the sun... Red.
0: Because the girl turns red pretty fast in the movie.
1: Yes, it takes her about <laughs> 0.2 seconds to... To burn. To burn completely <laughs> to get the the Irish tan. Um, But the, the daylight, because it's constantly in daylight, save for very few uh, moments in the movie, and... I think you and I have talked about this, I know, before, like, doing daytime horror, Mm -hmm. when it pays off, it pays off really big. Mm -hmm. I think um, another example is
2: uh, Fulci Zombie, where, like, daytime, especially in, like, a kind of more, you know, tropical, it makes it – it makes it very oppressive, right. you know, like you can, you can, it, it's sort of like uh, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you can almost feel the humidity right. exactly. and in right. that you get like the stench of rot and yeah. death.
0: I was thinking like, yeah, kind of like a, uh, like foreign jungle. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. But instead, because this, this movie is a, uh, um. It takes place in an old like Spanish, it ma- ancient village. Yeah. It's yeah. made
2: in an old, um, um, you know, town in Spain. Mm. And it has kind of like the, the locales of a Spaghetti Western. Right. Like, those those houses look like something oh. out of, like, a Sergio Leone yeah. film. And uh, that just adds to that, yeah. like, gritty
0: sweatiness. I do wonder if those – it's, it's kind of like the old uh, Spanish towns that are very stark white and, uh, mm. and just really small. And I just wonder if – how many of those in Spain there are. Like, I wonder if that – possibly other movies were shot in this yeah. sort of town. Yeah. So. Well,
2: you know what's funny is that most Spanish movies – um, which is – first of all, Spain is a very underrated right. country when it comes to horror. There's lots of good ones. But a lot of them, they, they kind of try they, – they, they take place in other countries right. in and trying to do something else. Sort of like what the Italians did where they always kind of shoot in New York right. sometimes. And like uh, Let's Sleep Lie, as we mentioned, uh, is uh, um, takes place in England. Uh, the other movie that this director did, uh, The House That Screamed. Is a very like hammer movie it takes place in like an old gothic house. Mm. This one's like clearly this is Spain, right. It takes place in Spain, it takes place on an island in Spain. And, uh, yeah, it, it, what kind of works with the movie, uh, the DVD I have when everybody talk speaks in Spanish because only the husband can speak in Spanish, right? The, the wife is out of, You know, when they're having conversations, she has no idea what's going on. And the DVD I have, the Spanish-speaking scenes are subtitled. But I saw Joe's copy of it, and Spanish-speaking scenes aren't subtitled. And I kind of like that approach more. That if we kind of stuck on the wife's side, where she's trapped in this foreign country, and she does not know what anybody's saying, and things are already kind of hitting the fan with all these children out of nowhere deciding to get all murdery yeah for, for it's really
0: interesting that, yeah, that you both have seen different versions but meanwhile yeah. i speak spanish so i mean like oh yeah what yeah, saying, so, yeah so. You're, you're fucking cheating yeah, th-
1: that's, <laughs> that was actually the only way i had ever seen the movie in the past was the version that i have that doesn't have any subtitles and like john said i always felt like i kind of didn't feel the need to ever seek out a version that had them mm. because it worked on that level, right. like you were sort of saddled in with, with the wife and sort of not knowing quite what's going on. But at the same time, I feel like you almost don't even really need to know the specifics of what is being mm. said because through the course of the movie, you, you get the gist of what's mm. happening even without necessarily knowing what the dialogue is if you're, if you're, um, you're watching it without subtitles, and just to clarify, the the couple are English and they speak English, but because they're 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 in Spain, then there's obviously there's a lot of Spanish speaking right. people, which I also felt was a more realistic way to do the movie instead of having you know Spanish actors speaking English. It was, uh, I think, really really a good idea to have it that way to have them speak English to each other and then have him speak Spanish as necessary actually I'm not even so sure that I've seen another movie where that dynamic
0: is quite that way where the only English speaking people are are actually there are two main characters right and uh no, I actually like that a lot too. It w- it really kind of uh, adds to just how lost everything when un- like just how uh, confusing the whole s- situation is. Um, and I do feel like a lot of the Spanish speaking dialogue. I mean, you can gather, like you said, from like context, and a lot of it's unnecessary. But there are like if a- there's like one scene that I thought was, uh, if I didn't know Spanish, I felt you know it, it would have been nice to know is when they meet the other adult on the island that's not dead. Uh, and he's getting led into an a obvious trap by his own daughter, and uh, and you know they they ask him, they like beg him, like don't go. And he turns around, looks at them, and like knows he's going to his death. And he's just like, "She's my daughter," and that's all in Spanish. And so yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so there's like certain little scenes that you know uh, that I mean the subtitles would add a little bit more, but at the same time. I would love to watch this movie not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah,
2: there, there's one thing that that I I think that needs to be pressed about this movie is how confident it is with its like shock value. Like it doesn't. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't gotten to the really good parts yet. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the movie's about you know the people. Adults end up going to an island where children have decided to murder all adults. Right. But the the shocks are effective, but they're done. They're they're naturally effective because yeah. they're not done in that kind of loud and aggressive way that you'd yeah. get from, like, you know, Suspiria, where the goblin score is fucking screaming <laughs> yeah. at you.
0: It's kind and of it's abrupt a, and. Uh, <laughs> it,
2: it's abrupt but low key, even yeah. though it is a jarring, you know, really. a jolt. It's and, like, they're not
0: going to do that. Oh, wow, they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like
2: and, 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 and it's sort of like the tone of the movie, which is
1: already eerie. Especially since it's actually pretty much devoid of a soundtrack. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has like one kind of lullaby
0: that's playing. A lot of times, it's just kids in the background just like laughing and and, and talking amongst themselves. It's very creepy.
2: Yeah. And 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 like I said, like the the shock scenes are gruesome. Yeah. They and they're effectively done. Mm. But they're so matter of fact. Right. Is that what makes them more effective? As opposed to, like, when, like I said, you know, if you're watching, you know, Deep Red or Suspiria, where it's like, oh, here's a murder scene. We're going to make it a very
0: grand set piece. Build up to it. This is kind of like. No, this was, yeah, like it was just, it's like shock not only in the subject matter, but just. Uh, how fast it happens yeah. too yeah it's and just the, kind
2: of like this it's this is what happens this is the situation
1: yeah i i think i think what you said about like it it it's being uh assured in itself yes and, and, and what it delivers that that's a really good way to put it like this movie almost has this this vibe like uh it's like like it knows what like, it's here to do. Yeah, like like yeah, <laughs> like just you wait until yeah. I like, get my hands on yeah, it. Yeah, it right.
2: knows its cards. And and like hmm. I mean this movie was a uh, 1975, 76. 76 so. I believe. And um we're talking about in 2017. Right. So obviously I can't imagine how jarring it was, you know, back then. And because this was released in the US under Island of the Damned or Island of the Doomed, one or the other. And um cut i'd imagine but um yeah because i've seen the I've, I've actually seen the original 35 millimeter island of the i can't remember damned or doomed who cares um and it, yeah i remember because i'd seen the dvd first and be like, yeah this isn't as you know obviously scenes are excised because right. even the crazy drive-in audience of the 70s couldn't handle the kind of like Children slaughter. Do we know where it was
1: released as trapped? Because I know that there's posters. I've seen that poster. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah, I do too. Cool. And it's, it's very fitting. And the yeah.
2: poster's more. Um, there's more going on on that poster than the the island of the of the damned poster. Mm. Which I guess you know, I think it is island of the damned because it's kind of a bite of a vi- yeah. uh, village of the damned, another killer kid movie. Mm. I I'm also curious if uh, Stephen King saw this in the drive-in. Before he wrote *Children of the Corn*, which makes sense because I know that's definitely Ste- a very Stephen King is a fan of watching point. horror movies in the driving in the seventies. I'm
1: right. sure.
0: I remember him talking about the corpse grinders. <laughs> What's interesting about this movie too is not just the child murder and I don't know, just all that as far as shock. There was this one scene that was more disturbing than anything throughout this whole movie, and that's there was like a group of ten-year-old like like anywhere between six and 10 year old boys fondling a, uh, a dead woman's corpse. Yes, and like, yes. I mean, those little hands were yeah all over that. And it was just really, <laughs> yeah. really disturbing. And, um, so disturbing. I'm <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like touching all the parts and they're like, Ooh, look at this. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, uh, the, I didn't expect to see that. If I had
2: one fair criticism, uh, about this movie I would say it is slightly underdeveloped which is kind of funny because it's a movie that deals with kids I think this movie could have done with another or or a scary set piece um, it, it kind of just you know it moves along and, and it holds its atmosphere and it, it grips it very well it grips the audience very well but when it near the end like the last third when it goes from creepy to terrifying, I feel like there should have been a very well done set piece to kind of tra- make that transition, and it never really does. It just kind of like all of a sudden just turns the engines on and be like, all right, now it's just full on. And I feel like something could have. They, there's a. Scene- well,
1: I think they give you drips and drabs of that, like leading into mm. that, like but- when the old guy gets beaten by yeah. all with the cane. And then they're, they have the uh, the the ghastly uh, piñata, yes. like right. human piñata scythe scene. Yes.
2: No, that- you're right. I just feel like something, not just like a, a, a gruesome shock value scene, mm. but like a set piece, a, a suspenseful yeah. scene that really ignites you know it starts lights the fuse to where it's like all right now it's on like for because most of the, the movie the children are kind of watching from the distance right. and you kind of see them do these mm. ghastly things and then all of a sudden near the end it's like mm. all right now it's siege movie all the right. children are on the attack and i feel like there should have been a scene right. to really ignite that because they go to the other side of the island try to escape
1: and they find another family there
2: and they hang so out for a they strangely
1: seem to know nothing about any of yes. this right.
2: And then they they leave because uh, children are approaching, and I feel like there should have been something more there to really.
0: Yeah, it's just like hammer at home kind yes, of. Yes, yeah. yes, to take the gloves off. Yeah. And here we go. Well, that whole festival scene, I thought it was great. Like, just I don't know what that festival was, but it looked very fun. <laughs> they had all the weird like uh, the. The, the giant heads just walking around in the yeah. street, and
2: it was cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it definitely, definitely added a lot to the movie, I'd say. A
1: um, few random points, as we did with the other movie. He speaks Spanish. So when they show up at the island, and they see the kids, and the one kid is fishing, and he's trying to just have a friendly conversation with the kid, why does he insist on talking to the kid in English? Yeah.
2: That's a good
1: point I always yeah. thought thought that was sort of weird, like why didn't he speak
0: Spanish to the kid when he was saw him fishing? yeah, yeah, I don't know. uh, maybe he just was trying to get some sort of reaction from him, and it wasn't happening in Spanish or English, but I think there was another girl who did the same thing later on in the movie, and she responded once he addressed her in I'm, spanish, we'll or spanish. Yeah. Right,
1: right it 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 was um. It was the girl that beats the old man to death. She doesn't respond until he speaks to her in Spanish. That's right. why I, di- I didn't understand why he didn't talk to the kid with the fishing yeah.
0: rod. Did we ever find Spanish. out what was in that basket? Because he looks tries to look into the, his fishing basket and he abruptly closes no, it. No, I don't yeah. think they
1: ever go back to it. He just I'm pretty sure it's he abruptly yeah. closes it and just Some g- gives or it or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird as the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the <laughs> death stare. Yeah. Um. Old guy and mustache guy, the guy who's, you know, Mm -hmm. it turns out his daughter leads him to his doom. How did they survive for so long and
0: seemingly are... Well, how did the old guy survive for that long? He was just sitting on, like, a bundle of hay or something. Well, we don't know how
2: long this has been going on for, do we? Did they ever give the... Because the the lady at the other end of the island
1: has no idea what's happening. Right. But, I mean, the old guy can't really get away...
2: Yeah, but, but I mean there could have been other I mean like I'd imagine yeah. the the younger more able men were to be dispatched of first. You know, like the, the 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 old man with the cane doesn't really have the same threat yeah as as you know some you know more
0: Yeah, I, actually um the if, if you it's it looks like it just had happened actually because when think, they first yeah. get to the island they see that uh like rotisserie chicken spinning and uh the rotisserie i guess yeah, yeah, and it said it looks like it'd been sitting there for hours as well, opposed to like days as a, well, well, c-
2: it could have just gotten to the point where all the kids have gotten it by that that right. day. Well,
1: there he there's talk cuz he mentions that he was at that island before what did he say it was like 12 years Yeah yeah beforehand. he's been there yeah he knows the place there's a lot of kids on that island
2: too. Yeah. But um they the the one lady when they go to that other house she mentions that her like husband and son went out to sea that morning. Right. So yeah, some, it, it probably was just getting that big that day. Yeah. They exactly. came at like
1: the the worst point. Yeah. And here here's a question which when the kids grow up what happens
2: Yeah, um, they start I, killing each other I'm I guess am thinking once again it's like Logan's run we yeah.
0: yeah. certain age yeah. and it's just over yeah yeah something just happens it's like once that first you know short and curly comes out I guess like, <laughs> do they have all like inspectors yeah <laughs> Razors yeah.
1: are a big seller
0: on that island. Right. Yeah, the other thing was like they, 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 they realized something was awry when uh when the, the ice cream was all melted. And I don't care if children are psychopath killers or not. That ice cream yeah. should have been gone. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's a, that's a
2: mess plot hole.
1: <laughs> that's the biggest plot hole we've discussed all
2: day. But yeah. That would have been great if they did something with the ice
0: cream. Some sort of fucking... Hideous death scene involving ice. Cream. Well, that's when 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 they reach in and they grab just uh, like a disappointing handful of just melted ice cream. I was so expecting like a, a like bunch of like a yeah. handful of guts or something yeah. like that. But I guess that would be a little too oh, revealing. It would great
2: on. if they. Uh, like the the human
0: panada scene where you just see kids like, like an ice cream. Yeah. Like. yeah. I do love that scene because the, the the scythe kind of hits the guy in the face who's supposed to be dead, but one of those kids accidentally smacked that guy in the face. <laughs> and He kind of like freaks out a little bit. And uh, that was a really a funny scene. But yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about this movie. Not like uh, Messiah of Evil. Messiah of Evil had a lot going on uh, for it and against it. And like this movie, all in all, like, I mean, I'd highly recommend it. It's like, I didn't, I don't feel, I feel like I didn't really get, there were some slow parts, but I didn't really get bored, you know? And so, um,
2: yeah, it, I mean, the slow parts, it was a slow burn movie. And right. like, while Messiah of Evil, you know, I can understand an audience getting bored of this one. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing enough and uh, unsettling enough where you're just watching it go on. And even mm-hmm. though it's, you know, not, Incredibly fast paced,
0: it is working and it is. If you had to choose one, what would you do?
1: Who can kill a child? Yeah. It also has characters that you identify with and want to see live. That's true, that's true. There's a Messiah of Evil. I don't think you... It's not like you want them to die, but I don't yeah. think you really care one yeah. way or
2: I like, miss I, I like the young, them. naive jailbait girl from Messiah of Evil. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was... She seemed like I a I she nice got the coolest kid. death scene.
1: That too, yeah. yeah. I read that uh, somebody asked her about Messiah of Evil years later for some interview she was doing, and she said she didn't really remember too much about it, but the only thing that she like, clearly, like, remember that stuck out for her was that she felt that everyone in the movie sucked acting wise.
0: Wow. No, yeah, she actually uh, so did she actually. Yeah, but she
1: seemed like
2: a snarky, dumb kid, so, you know, it it works. Yeah.
0: Alright, anything more to add or do you want to send us off?
2: I I think that's it. So, um... Yeah, hopefully we didn't bore anybody, and hopefully, I mean, I I think we were all right for a first go. Yeah, it
0: wasn't bad. There were some, we had some laughs, and
1: yeah, I I think we'll get better at this. It's it's just a bit weird. Yeah, it's just the natural happenstance of, of just doing something. You get better at it the more time. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah. And talking to a microphone, pretending people
2: are listening. Yeah, that yeah. probably never, never will, will be. <laughs> yeah, well- it, it's a bit awkward. <laughs>
1: Before we go, we should probably tease people with what the next episode No,
2: no, 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 let's not, let's not, let's keep it, let's keep it completely, I, I, I like the mystery oh, element, nice. I like it. Okay. But they're, they're horror movies,
1: okay, <laughs> to let people know that. Horrible movies? No,
2: no, no, well...
1: Potentially. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Potentially. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to you soon. So thank you.
1: Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to s- – please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off.
0: Turn it off. Stop it.
2: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it.